1: What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hell, coming at you guys from Blue Wire Studios right here in the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. About to be another busy weekend in Vegas next week. We have Spence Crawford week. It's already heating up. Terrence flew to town. Already Spence has been here because Frank Martin fought last weekend, which we'll talk about. If you guys don't know, it's a boxing episode this week to kick everything off. But yeah, it's going to be a madhouse next week for Spence Crawford. And it's weird, but with all the interviews, Crawford or excuse me, Spence was on the pivot this week. He's everywhere, but is actually talking to people and doing media as well. It it's one of those things where it's like, yo, this is actually starting to feel bigger than Tank Ryan.
2: Hmm. Maybe. It it's uh it's a tricky one because we don't necessarily have the uh I, I said this last time, I, I can't gauge it. Garcia and Tank was two completely different audiences, right? Yeah. Like you had fight fans, you had social media people, you had the Mexican American crowd, you had Black people all together. This is strictly for Black people and people <laughs> who, like this is this is Black excellence at the highest degree. But I don't. These are not two guys that dislike each other. No. This is two of the best fighters in the world competing in a well in an undisputed welterweight title fight. It should be big. But I remember when I did a uh, tanking in. Ryan, the pre-show on The Zone with Ock and Barack, and me and Ock got, he didn't get into it. He was like, how many pay-per-views do you think it does? I said, I could do a million. He's like, nah, like 600,000. And it doubled what he did, right? Yeah. And we went back and forth about it. He was like, nah, and it's the same thing I'm going to say about this fight. If you're sitting at home on a Saturday night, and everybody's talking about this shit on social media, and there's a button to push, like when you go on Amazon Prime, you just push it, and then you're like, ah, shit, I just bought somebody I really didn't need? That's what's going to happen on Saturday. No football, no basketball, nobody cares about baseball that late at night. No, not right now. There is nothing, no college football, no, there's nothing in the way. So if you're sitting at home and you're just scrolling through social media and you see a bunch of best fight of the year, best fight of the decade, best fight of this this millennium, you're probably going to click buy. Yep. And that's what happened with Tank and Ryan. They ended up doing 1.2 million buys. Will this do a million buys? I don't know. I just had a debate with some one of my friends over at the Sporting News where he was like, it'll do like five, six hundred thousand. I was like, nah, it's gonna do better than that. Oh, way better than that. There's nothing else to do. No. And people get FOMO on nights like this. The only thing standing in the way is UFC 291. Yes. What and I'm not even sure the crowd is, is really
1: that close between boxing and MMA fans still.
2: What? Like to this day. It's not that. It's when I talk about the somebody sitting at home has a click, now you have an option. You either Spence Crawford for a hundred dollars, or if you kind of watch UFC, you'll probably go lean towards UFC. Yeah, right. Like, and Poirier Gaethje is a big fucking fight. Yeah, it's a really good fight. It's not a
1: once in a generation fight. No, it's not. And I still think the general consensus of casual fans find boxing to be a lot more palatable than MMA. Because they, they still think MMA is very barbarian and gory and overly bloody. They're used to seeing Tyson fights, seeing Mayweather fights. Like, they're, they're more trained to those. So if, if you ask a casual fan who usually doesn't buy anything, who's scrolling, then I would definitely lean more towards Spence Crawford is going to get that casual fan
2: click. It should. It should. We'll, we'll see. And man. hardcore boxing fans are not missing no, hard curls are not missing it. But that what puts you over a million is casuals. Yes. Right? So it's it's just a matter of how many people who usually watch UFC that would, if there's no UFC, they would watch Crawford Spence, will instead purchase UFC 291.
1: Yeah. I and, think you're going with the people who watch basketball, with the people who watch NFL. Like you said, it's, it's like more of a, it's a real black fight. Very like, black. So these people who like Dame Lillard, these people who follow yeah. him, the people who follow LeBron talking about it, the people who follow rappers talking about it, Lil Wayne talking about it, all those people aren't going to watch Poirier Gaichi. Now, this is on their radar. Yeah. So the, you're going to get those casual fans, which I, I think Poirier and Gaethje is not going to hurt you at all. I think this does a mill. I think a mill is like the baseline for it. It should. And then we'll see how far above a mill it does.
2: Yeah, it it should do a mill because, again, Poirier Gaethje is a big fight and then you're probably going to have an interim title fight in the co-main between Brovich yeah. and Alisperia. Like, 291 Maybe. is a good card. Yeah. It is a good card. So it's like, it depends and the split the baby a little bit. I don't think it'll be that much, but this is going to do well. But I, the thing that's working against it is how black it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> unfortunately, that's just the way some things go.
1: Yeah, but it's not, you say that, but it's not like, it's not like Tank versus Broner,
2: black. No, 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 no. It, it's it's, it's like, but that's the problem. It's palatable. But black. that's what's working against it. No. Yes. I think it's working for. No no, 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 no. Two highly respectable black men fighting each other is not as intriguing as a Mike Tyson or a Javante Davis or an Adrian Broner. People who act like idiots and fight are more mainstream than friendly like fighters. <laughs> and, I mean, that's true and these two and and we i i had to, i had to go back and think about this i don't think we've had two african american fighters at the top of their game top 5 pound for pound in the world in the same weight class you'd have to go back i mean like seriously i'm i'm at a loss the heavies you'd have to go back to at the top of their game i i mean I mean, obviously, there's, there's Hagler Hearns and Leonard Hearns and all that. Yeah. You have that, they were all at the top of their game, but they weren't undefeated. No. Because they fought each other. Though. Right. That's a byproduct but, but of that. Leonard had already lost to Duran. Yeah. So he already, like, he had a blemish when he fought Hagler. Hagler also had a blemish. Yeah. He lost early in his career. He always lost to Hagler. Right. Like, you'd have to, I don't know when's the last time we had two high caliber African American fighters at the top of their game facing each other for essentially the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world. Yeah, that's tough. I mean. Because, like, when Shane fought Oscar, it was Oscar. Wasn't Shane fighting like Zab, and, like, yeah. Zab wasn't at the top of his game. People will say, oh, well, Floyd fought Shane. Shane was not at the top of his game. Yes, he beat Antonio Margarito, but he wasn't pound-for-pound pound Shane. I mean, they they both had losses, but, of course, it, it's it's Hagler. hagler
1: That This is, like. This is the biggest, since because that was legit for number one
2: pound-for-pound. In the world. I'm, I'm like, I'm legitimately. Because it was them and. I mean, you could, you could go maybe Lennox Lewis, Evander Holyfield.
1: Cause, yeah. Cause they don't give
2: heavyweights like the credit they deserve. No, and
1: Lennox is not American. So he's out
2: there. Yeah. He had a country behind him. So Tyson Holyfield. <laughs> Even though Tyson had a loss. <laughs> I'm just saying you never have this situation. You ne- It just doesn't happen. Every black fighter that has like sold a ton of pay-per-views. Floyd. Has fought non-black fighters. mostly aside. Mosley aside. And even then, Mosley wasn't like when Floyd fought Berto, nobody gave a fuck. No, no, that was there. Yeah, no one gave a fuck. But Floyd fought Miguel Cotto, he fought uh Juan Manuel Marquez, obviously Manny Pacquiao, like Conor McGregor, non-black fighters. Andre Ward's biggest fight was Sergey Kovalev. Yeah. Uh I'm trying to think who else is a, a black pound for pound fighter. Hopkins. Yeah, and B Hop never sold. Like Roy. <laughs> like Roy, he didn't fight. I mean, Tarver wasn't a big draw. No. But I mean, that, those two really skilled guys. Yeah, but they, but they weren't like. No, the they, rematch was a draw. But even then, it wasn't. Tarver wasn't considered a top five fighter in the world. No. Like, this never happens. Like, it's something that I've been driving home. And like, I've had some conversations with some people in the build up to this fight. And I'm like, I, I, there's this one part, and I'm talking to Errol this week, and I, Errol's aware of this. Other people are not. I'm like, this just, like, you guys talk about Hagler. I was like, this doesn't happen, guys. Like, it doesn't fucking happen. Ever. Like, Ali Frazier were at the top of their game. That was fucking 50 years ago. Yep. They were both undefeated at the top of their game. It never happens. History is being made. It's insane. And if this does a million pay-per-views, and some people say it'll do bigger, but It's the history of this country, man. Like, people don't buy black-on-black fighters unless it's crime (laughs) or or rap beef. I
1: I think you're going to get a groundswell of, like, the hardcore Mexican fans buying it. They should. The hardcore, like, Europe fans, which you don't really get to, like, see what that does because it's on now TNT Sport. It used to be, like, Sky Sport in the UK. But I think, like, a good portion of them are going to buy it. Like, I, I think it's going to do, like, really well... Across the hardcore audience,
2: everywhere it should. I mean, it really should. I'm just, I was racking my brain about. I was like, God damn, when have yeah since the '80s? But to be real,
1: Black Fight fans got to show out because yes, Black Fight fans will show out for Floyd and the circuses, the Broners, the Tank to a degree. Well, we'll all show out
2: for that. Got to show out now. I mean, you have to. Like, i my gears already on us. My, (laughs) My gears are already turning. Like. 20 years, I want to produce a documentary on this moment. If this fight ends up being something else, I'm going to ask him, don't you steal this shit. If, <laughs> if, just taking notes. <laughs> note. I'm very curious because Errol and Terrence have both talked about like right? and Hagler Hearns, right? Like this is what this fight is. How disappointed would either of them be, be if it was a fucking blowout? Like if Terrence just ran over Errol, would he be like, ah, fuck? Because you know it's like a moment, right? Yeah. But if you run him over, people are like, nah. But if it's, I think they both, deep down inside, want a war. I think they both want that in some way, shape or form. They want to be challenged. Like Arrow was talking about at the Frank Martin fight. Arrow was like, yeah, I know how to dig deep. I don't think he does. No. Said he was going to break him. Yeah. He was like, he's like glass. I want to break him. And when he said that, I'm I'm listening because then he's like, I've been tested. I, I'm ready to be tested because I think he knows like he's a dog. I'm fighting a dog. I want a dog. Like if they, if one way or another, it's like a one-sided fight. It sucks. Yeah. If that happens. Why was the, I'm not sure I've ever seen a
1: top five pound for pound fight be a runaway in one direction.
2: We uh-huh. had Canelo, Triple G. They weren't even top. Like the first time they fought, they weren't top five. Canelo wasn't top five. He was fringe. No. Canelo was like. Ten? He, he was in like a, he was in a pound he for was, pound. He was, he was in, I think at ring at the time. I think he was like 11. Like he was right outside. He, he was like right there. Gennady was at the top. Yes. He was like
1: number one. Yeah. Um, T.O. wasn't. But T.O. was like climbing, I guess. Let's see. I mean, going back even before then, like two top five, even hey, we haven't pound for pound list aside. Like just greats, like Floyd and Manny. People were bored of that fight, but Floyd didn't dog walk Manny necessarily. Like, well, he kind of did. He he didn't let Manny do nothing. Like, but, but he ain't beat the brakes off of Manny. Was no, just like,
2: no, I mean, bro, he, like he got him out of. He, it. He he didn't skunk Manny. I mean, it was. That, his fights were, his first fight with Maidana, his fight with Coach, like they were more competitive than the Pacquiao fight. Yeah, but it, it's
1: one of those where it's like two top five guys. They're usually evenly matched
2: because they're two top five guys. Interestingly enough, the one fight that should have been a dog walk and it wasn't between two top five pound-for-pound fighters was De La Hoya-Trinidad. Yeah. De La Hoya was running away with that fight. And then he said, I'm going to run away from the fight. Yes. And coughed up all those rounds. And he should have had a gigantic lead. That's that one scenario where one fight. Everybody thought a lot of people thought Tito was going to win that fight, yep. and then by you know five, round, <laughs> five rounds in, people were like, "Oh shit, Oscar's he's winning this fight handily." He took his foot off the guy. Took his foot off. The, he ran. He backpedaled the rest of the fight. That's the last time I can think of a true runaway between top pound for pound. Like even like the Morales and Barrera had wars. It was never, never. Pacquiao and Marquez. And, no, Lennox did it to a couple people, but i, I
1: that's not pound for pound necessarily. Nah, man. But like Lennox beat the shit and controlled the hell out of heavyweight. It's like. Bruh, I can't. I swear, I cannot think. Everything's been pretty competitive. Yeah. Like when you put these guys in the ring,
2: they're that high for a reason. I well, mean, then they, there's the other side of that. Because here's the other side of that. It's like nobody gets Darwal, but the other question is what happens if it's boring? That's tough. And it shouldn't be. No. But De La Hoya Trinidad was supposed to be like the war of yeah. the century. And then about five rounds in, everybody was like, this fight sucks. I mean, sometimes you get that. Like, And these two, like, ter- Terrence doesn't have boring fights. He had against Bradis Prescott years ago. I watched the ringside. I was like, this sucks. Didn't know he was. I've watched a, f- a
1: fight I've watched several times. I don't find it boring, but people do, is Pernell Whitaker versus Julio Cesar Chavez. Oh, that's not boring if you you think it's boring, fight. People think it's push. boring because they think Pernell ran, yeah, and that's why he lost. Fox his fucking ears off. That he night. did. I think so. He got robbed. Yeah. But people say, oh, it's boring because he was on his bicycle. I didn't find it boring. Yeah, it wasn't. Boring. And that was number one versus number two in the world. Outside of that, like, yeah, I don't. Usually people throw hands. Like sooner or later, when you're that evenly matched, you go in. You think it's a chess match. You you try to you know figure each other out. But you reach like round four or five. And you do the Canelo Triple G. Yeah. You're just like, fuck it. I'm not going to outsmart this guy. I'm not going to outwit him.
2: we just going to bite down, see if my chin holds up to your chin, and we going to chunk him. Yeah, see, Floyd hasn't had that many top pound-for-pound guys, strangely enough, even though he was, like, number one a lot of this time. He will say that he had, he had 13 straight world champions. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. But, <laughs> but like, the Cotto fight surprised a lot of people. Because if everybody remembers, like, like Cotto – It seemed like he was in the back nine, and then Cotto tried to give him hell in that fight. Ended up being a really good fight. Floyd and, you know, Maidana, like, nobody expected that out of Maidana. Just thought he was going to dog walk him. And then, you know, he went out there and boxed his ears off. But other than that, bruh, I think, I'll tell you one, okay, Floyd is involved in one. Not necessarily pound for pound, but two guys at the top of the game, and it's probably the last and only time I've ever picked against Floyd Mayweather. Theo Corrales. He beat Whoa. the piss out of Diego Corrales that night. <laughs> that was very one sided Like he, a lot of people picked Diego. Diego yeah. was longer, stronger, knocking people out undefeated. They were both undefeated. Diego's not an African-American, but that, depending that, on how you look yeah, at it, that Diego, went
1: much like tank Ryan.
2: Yeah. It, but, but Floyd went out, there out very and, similar. It, yeah. Floyd put hands on him. Yeah. And Diego Corrales is African-American. There's people out there. like, Corrales, he's not black. And they're like, yes, he is. Did you see that on social media recently? The black dude was like, I'm Latino, I'm not black. And it was like, look at you, you are black. And he was like, no, I'm not, I'm Latino. It was like, shut the fuck up, man. Race and nationality, they're different things. My mixed people, we'd be so confused. It's, all, it's all like, all like your skin bro. is black. <laughs> I know, I know black, I know black. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? But yeah. anyway, Floyd Corrales is probably the last time the two guys, they weren't, Floyd wasn't pound for pound at that point. No. He was, but he wasn't like number one. Yeah. He was like climbing. That was like the litmus test for people to figure out how good Floyd was. And then Floyd, <laughs> Floyd went out there and beat the shit out of Corrales that night. Passed him flying colors. My God. Yeah, that was that was an ass whooping. Spun his ass around. I run that clip all the time. Dude, like he made him do a little twisty. He came. What, what was it eighth round? He just came out there and just threw a left hook immediately. Yeah. Cling. And Corrales went down and everybody was like. <gasps> Almost screwed that motherfucker into the ring. Yo, he. Yeah. That's the last time I remember two black fighters fighting. And then people were like, oh, this is going to be competitive. I just remember watching that fight and was like, oh, my God. That being said, this
1: should be competitive. Should be. My other question is, because we'll talk about the fight itself and everything next week. You know where I'm going. What's the urban loitering rating on this? Oh, man. <laughs> All right. From from a scale of one
2: to Mayweather McGregor. mm. Mayweather Pacquiao's worse than Mayweather McGregor. No. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. The Irish? No, no, no. And the Ratchets? No. Mayweather McGregor, they probably, like, it was different because we knew who was going to win. Like, the Irish came out, but yeah. it wasn't really urban. Like... You remember but, when we tried to get a bottle of proper whiskey, like, at the yeah, New York, yeah. New York? Yeah. And the Irish people were just on the fucking I street? Know. They were nuts. But Mayweather Pacquiao, I've... Never seen anything like that. I found video of me walking through the MGM that night. You couldn't move. Like you literally, like you could not move for Mayweather Pacquiao. Yeah. That that is like that is spinal taps turned up to eleven. Like that shit was I don't know if we'll ever get to that level again. Because Crawford and Spence aren't as big as Floyd no. Mayweather was. Or many for that regard. That being said. Eight, maybe. I feel like this should be a good urban loitering weekend. It's hot as balls out here, though. Stupid hot. Like, it's not a coincidence that this fight is happening and we're like the world record in temperature <clears throat> is happening at the same time. Oh, yeah. So I'm wondering. All the black people are gonna be in the pool, not staying around it. So we're good? Man, I remember when Shane, when Shane and Floyd fought, like a bunch of people flew into town, like all the black people were like, Shane and Floyd fighting. And they just came because they knew Shane's name. They were like, man, it's so hot. <laughs> and it was May, right? <laughs> this fight is happening. In July, basically August, the peak of summer. Yep. Oof. Urban loitering should be good though.
1: Dre's lineup. That's always our test. I haven't even That's a looked at. I will tell you right now. All right. Cardi B Friday. Oh, this is. Chris Brown Saturday.
2: We- are we victory? Urban loitering <laughs> is here. Oh, I'm drinking all the Hennessy. <laughs> Not even good Hennessy. Bad Thursday Hennessey. night. Oh shit! I'm drinking usher. At his residency, I'm getting Cardi a forty and Chris Brown. I am drinking a forty. 40? I'm having a 40. Get an old oh, E. Hell yeah! Get an old, I'm, getting, I'm getting a Saint I. am getting a Saint I special brew. Oh my God. Just hit the corner store. You know oh what God. I'm looking for, <laughs> Saint I. Yes, I'm. Yes, it, this is about to be the blackest weekend ever. Because that means Chris Brown and Cardi B are both going to be at the fight. Oh, hands down. I've, I've. I can't say too much, but I've been kind of talking to Showtime about who's coming. That list is long. That celebrity list is long. NBA offseason, get nothing for this fight. LeBron's probably coming in. Like this, that list is long. Who's Sunday? Sunday is
1: Money Bag Yo. I don't. So that means like City Girls out here.
2: Yeah, but Cardi B, Chris Brown, Usher. Oh my God. That might have just went up to a 10, people. Chris Brown definitely going to the fight because
1: he's doing the day party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't even fucking around getting there at (laughs) night. He's like, yo, I'm running my set. I'm taking a shower. I'm going to the fight.
2: Man, oh, man, oh, man. All right, now I'm scared for next week. (laughs) Oh, they brought the A line up. Yeah, I mean, look, so we got got other stuff that we're doing Friday night uh, that I'm sure we'll talk about the following week. Yes, we will. There's other stuff that's going on. A few, there's like uh, some dinners. There's pff, people are in town. There's Radio Row. There's and I. This is one of those. Like I used to years ago. I used to reach out to people. You coming out here for the fight? Yeah. I don't care. I just if I see you, I see you. Right. I'm looking for this particular fight. I'm like, I wonder who I'm going to run into, because I haven't said anything to anybody. I've been like busy, focused. So many focused. people coming out here. I wonder if Q's coming out. I haven't talked
1: to him. It I, feels I, like one of those fights.
2: Yeah, I haven't. I just, like, I usually talk to Royce. I haven't talked to Royce. I just haven't. I've been busy. Everybody right? going to be out, though. Unless people are reaching out to me, I'm not asking if you come in. One, I don't want you asking me for tickets because <laughs> I don't got them. So that, that's issue number one. Number two, it's just, rough. I see you, I see you. And it's going to be one of those weeks because we are going to be running crazy. Fulton in is Tuesday. Yep. The Sinesia Strata fight is Friday. I get, we got to do our all our media week stuff. And then it's like, on the other side, I got to cover UFC stuff. Yeah. Then the week after, I got to prepare for the next week because Jake Paul and Nate Diaz is out there in, in Dallas. SummerSlam's in Detroit. These next two weeks are stupid. No slowing down. These next two weeks. Nah, man. It's just back to back to back to back. So,
1: I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
2: Urban loitering. At its peak. Yeah, this, this is... It's petri- if you listen to the show and you're going to be in if Vegas... If I get a cabana, are you coming through? When? Sunday. Maybe. Depends, man. If it's 115 degrees, I ain't coming up. 115, it's cabana. I don't care. It's hot. It comes with a little private pool. I don't care. It's fully shaded. I Dude, that doesn't stop the heat. The liquor will cool you down. No, it won't. It'll make you even <laughs> hotter. And it makes you mad because now you're dehydrated. I don't know, man. It, like, this is... I'm watched, man. I used to look forward to this because I'd be like, maybe I'll go out. I'm really not trying. That's another reason I don't reach out to people because they'd be like, no, let's go to the club. And I hate telling people no. (laughs) I don't want to get baited into a night at the club. But, bruh, yeah, I'm be watching. It's about to be.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be one hell of a weekend. Oh my god, we had good fights last weekend.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
1: Talking about Errol Spence. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We did. We had some good fights. He was at a fight. Yes. Right here in Vegas. Song Song. At the Cosmo. Yes. I covered WNBA and had to go watch this fight. Frank Martin went against Harry. I'm not mentioning the man's entire name. I don't want to butcher it. But Martin went out there. And pre-fight, he's talking about stop Devin Haney in eight. He's ready for Shakur. He's ready for Tank. He had the toughest fight in his career. And it shows, like, one, his opponent was game. Yeah. But he could dig deep. He got the knockdown needed in the 12th, where if you had it close, a lot of people had it as a draw, 6-6. Six, six. Oh, absolutely, yes. Making your opponent take a knee, that's it. Yeah. You win. Kind of crushed his orbital. That, that's it. You win. And people still had him losing. I'm like,
2: at worst, I saw it as a draw and his opponent got knocked down. Well, so it's, it's a win to me. So Frank Martin is like the dark horse in the lightweight division. Yeah, he's a guy that nobody talks about trains Oliveira Spence with Derek James. And I'm watching this fight and I'm going, what is he doing? And what I mean by that is Harutian, I believe his name is? Yeah. Uh bronze medalist in the 2016 Olympic Games. Good fighter. Yep. Not a lot of pop. Have really faced anybody? And it felt like I'm watching Frank Martin look for the best opportunity to get a knockout. And he's just giving rounds away early. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Cause when he connects, he's moving him. Yeah. Right? Like when he connects, he's moving him. And I'm he like threw right. punches and bunches. He would... But he fought in spurts. Yeah. And I was like, this is not the performance that people are gonna wanna say, I wanna see you fight your core. That's not what was happening right now. Yeah. Like this is the performance that people are gonna say, ah, you need a few more fights. hmm and they may be wrong. I think Frank Martin's really good. Uh, when he fought Michelle Rivera, the fight prior to this, like, he beat the brace off him. Yeah. Rivera didn't look like himself that night either, which was another thing in this entirely. But... Looked much better, like,
1: after that. So, I mean... Yeah. It's people have bad pre- nights.
2: Yeah. But I, I think Frank Martin... I mean, the, the Derrick James, he could potentially be the trainer of the year or he could potentially have a really <laughs> bad year. Like... It, this, it, it goes one way or the other. Yes. He's got Charlo. He's got Errol. He just had Frank. He's got AJ fighting Dillian White. Like, he's got the rest of his year, he's got all these top names fighting. He's going to get Ryan probably back in the ring before the end of the year. He could be the trainer of the year, or boy, his stable can look like trash, and all blame him. Like, remember that years like, Virgil Hunter had everybody? Yeah, and it didn't. Yeah, it didn't kind of pan out yeah. for everybody. It was like, oh, well, everybody's not Andre Ward. He quickly realized, like, Andre Ward's a different level of fighter. Yep. Like, Virgil's a great trainer, don't get me wrong, but some fighters, they go to a trainer and think that he can completely retool a fighter. Make me him. Yeah, Like, no, no it doesn't work like that. But I think Frank Martin is, he's good. It was a WBC title eliminator, which means absolutely nothing. No. Uh, Which we'll talk about Devin's situation in a second. But he looked good. He looked good. He won. I think he just gave away too many rounds. Yeah, I think he showed that he can be hit.
1: I think... The toughness of his opponent was being downplayed
2: because not everyone is taking those shots. No, man, he closed that man's eye. Yeah,
1: so if you think it's sweet, like, you're going to step in the ring and figure out, like, maybe that guy was just tougher than 90% of the division, right? But when you're talking about the elite fighters, the Shakurs, the tanks, it's tough when you get hit that much to say, like, yo, you're ready. Even Devin to a degree. Yeah. Because Devin will just potshot you to death. And can you land, can you, I don't want to say he was flailing, but the difference in in offensive tactics between one week and the other, you look at a guy like Boots, Uh where he's elevating a competition, but the game is slowing down to him, so he doesn't have to move faster to hit people. In fact, it looks like he's in the Matrix, where he controls the exact pace and changes pace and goes super slow and then fast. The game is slowing for him. As he gets up in ranks yeah. and gets better, Frank, it looked like it went in fast forward. Where yeah. when he had to land and score punches, it was eight punch combinations, just running at the guy, yeah, and chasing the guy around the ring. But when you were just standing there,
2: it was like, what do I do? What do I like? Yeah, it- he, he couldn't find his openings. He he struggled for a minute to find the openings that he needed. And it's like he didn't catch. He got a really late start in that fight. That being said, he looked good. So. He still won the fight. It'll be interesting to see what's next. I think
1: yeah. a guy, I mean, the upper echelon is going to be tough. I understand this an eliminator. But that doesn't mean you're getting a title fight this year, next year, or year like nah, after. Nah, man. Necessarily. Um, it's going to be hard to justify. Maybe he'll fight Shakur, but that takes a lot more on the resume. It's going to be a long time so you can fight a guy like Tank. Because yeah. there's not enough on the resume at all then you're not like going to take an eighty twenty split, no. Like a Rolly Romero might, or Isak Cruz, or someone like that. He's in. He's in. He's not as good,
2: but he's in the boots in his position right now. Yeah, he's a, he, him and Keyshawn are very parallel paths. I think Keyshawn will move faster than Frank. Frank's way ahead. Frank's damn near third. Oh, I know, I know. But I feel like. But I'm saying like Keyshawn. The- yeah, like Keyshawn. Has like he has a different level of a push right now, and people I think he's more popular than Frank yeah. Martin right now. I mean, being an Olympic silver medalist helps, yeah. I mean, being around Shakura, being yeah. around but like being around those guys and be like Frank doesn't do a lot,
1: yeah. He doesn't, just really, Arrow.
2: yeah, he doesn't really sell himself. So it's like for a lot of people, the ghost, which is his nickname, is like, oh, we just saw the ghost, we never see him, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Aside of that, other fight last
1: weekend. Alicia Baumgartner. Hey, she got, her, she got her revenge. Did more numbers for me on ringside than Frank Martin by a landslide. Because she's good. She is now approaching the level of a star. Yes.
2: She looks like a star. 100%. She acts like a star. She's a Ford model. I talked to her about this. I didn't know this. She was like, yeah, I do Ford modeling. I was like, really? Like the car? Ford models are like, it's a modeling agency, not a car. What the fuck? God damn it, Kelly. Like the, the old uh what is the magazine covers it's a it's an agency for models it's, it's a is big it? deal yes well i'll be damned who else is <laughs> a ford the, model i said the car
1: i was like the car i know she's from detroit what the on. fuck
2: do i know let's let's move
1: on i was like yo she's just on the hood of cars <laughs> no man ford God. modeling eh? oh shit i will look it up
2: oh. <laughs> i i briefly may have heard about this on the documentary my, my brain hurts i have oh. not
1: seen her do any modeling
2: yeah, well, yes. She's, she's signed to an
1: agency. But you said Ford and modeling. One, you could tell like my ratchet brain clicked in because I was like, Melissa Ford? Oh, the fuck? God. But then I, I, with, I withheld that. <laughs> so I went away from Melissa Ford and to Ford the cars. So I did not think prestigious modeling company. Right. How is Melissa Ford? Anyone know? Yes. She's still fine as hell? Yes. Okay. Bless her heart. Yes. I- okay, so moving moving yes. away from
2: that, she's also very good in the ring. And, yeah, she got that get back. Well, she got the get back, and she was putting hands all over right? Yeah. Like, it was a completely different fight. She still gets hit a lot, but she, she can does. take it, whatever. So, it's funny. I'm at the Frank Martin fight, watching the Bumgarner fight, and to my right is Michaela Mayer. <laughs> and I wanted to turn to Michaela and turn the screens. like, see? <laughs> like, you're moving up. Like, she wants to fight you again. Like, Alicia's kind of come out. I was like, ah, I think I want to fight her again. I'll, I'll move up. But that kind of performance... Immediately they were like, "Oh, she can fight a man of Serrano." Yeah, and I was like, "It's a really good fight. It is. It's, it's a dangerous person to fight when you get hit a lot." But Serrano's getting up in years. I feel fighter now. I think between the way it is right now, you have Clarissa Shields and then everybody else. Right? Yes,
1: everybody got a shot. It's
2: like it, Clarissa's on her Jordan shit right now, where everybody else is like, "Who's gonna be Charles? Who's gonna be? We ain't getting no ring. We just gonna win the Western Conference or some yep. shit like that." So you have if Bumpgarder is able to fight Katie Taylor. Uh, Chantel Cameron Amanda Serrano she could be like the second best fighter in the world Yeah, it's possible you might as well fight them all because what else are you going to do there's nobody else really there it's not like that's the the the, the advantage women's boxing have is the reason why we're seeing these fights is because there's really nobody else no the depth isn't no. what it should be so it's like if you want to fight and it doesn't cost a whole lot of money to make a fight not like men's I want 30 million like anybody asking for that kind of money they can make the fight. Yeah, give I'm, us a mil each and we'll, yeah, we'll like, go we're about good. our business. So but if you look at Bumgarner's future, if it's Serrano, Cameron, Michaela, like if like you go down that list and if she were able to win all those fights, well, she's got a case. Yeah. You know, like you she might. be number won. two pound for pound. She would be. You know, it depends, you know. We'll see what Savannah Marshall does or whatever. But that's it. Savannah's good. Savannah is. I'm not it's sure Clarissa. she beats Carissa at any way. Nobody beats Clarissa at any way. Nobody. She's the best. She won the fucking best boxer at the ESPYs. She did. Shout out to her. Yeah. So it like, it's like, there's her, but it's like everybody else. But women's boxing is so intriguing because you have all these different women with different styles and different, like, all their personalities are different. But Alicia has, she's got that thing. Like, she's different. And she showed it in this fight to the point where I'm like, all right, well. I think the last... I was like, when is she fighting in Vegas? Like, she's due. Her and Claire, I talked to Clarissa about that, too. It's like, y'all are due for a Vegas fight. Yeah, I understand the go back home. I want to be in front of yeah, my yeah, home crowd. Yeah, fuck yeah, off. No. It's time. It's time. You did that now. You've done a Little Caesars. You've done the, the, the temple. Like, share a card, right? Two black women from Detroit. Why not? Bring them to Vegas. I think it'll sell.
1: Yeah. Why? Well, listen, you get someone to walk you out. Again, you can have a city girls walk out. You could do yeah. something. When you bring people out for that weekend... And now they're both on a star power trajectory where if you, if you do it not with, paired with like a men's event or anything, Mm-mm. but just pair it with an event in sports, like around it, like if you brought them during the summer league yeah, where you just have a bunch of sports people out, I think you can get a, a nice groundswell of an audience. Absolutely. If you have a really dope Raiders game yeah. or something. If Raiders play Detroit, somebody give me a schedule. Like, if the Raiders <laughs> play the Lions here, you bring all your people out, you you pick a really good weekend, you know? I, I feel like you can pair it with something like, even somewhere like Kansas City. Kansas City Raiders here, boom, fight that weekend. Because you know a bunch of crazy-ass black Kansas
2: City people coming. Yeah, I mean, you could do, because it won't be too expensive, like, hypothetically speaking. Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall, too. Yep. And Lisa Baumgartner versus Michaela Mayer, too. You could do that on the same card. Now, I know some people are like, well, you're vulture. No, who cares? Just make a super fight card, right? Like, Just do it. For women, it's very possible. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Just an all-women's card with these highly marketable women fighting on one show.
1: Yeah. would Be big. That's where, I mean, that was the exact fight card for their first matchups. It was Clarissa versus Savannah, Mm -hmm. Co-Main, Alicia, and Michaela. It was just in the UK. Yeah. All right. Put him, put the up. two US I mean there, there's three
2: US fighters. But two US <laughs> fighters, one. Yeah. Let's run that shit back over here. Bring them bring here. It's time. It's time. But I think Alicia, man, Alicia's just got something. She walked out with Sada Baby, like, she's just she's just got that thing, the arrogance, the attitude. Like, I know some people won't like her because she's not like, oh, she's not like it. Her and Clears are just not nice girls. Yeah. They're nice, they're friendly, but they're not gonna be able to, oh, I I respect you. It's like you talk she's gonna be going to fuck you up. Like yeah. When Clarissa taught Savannah, after Savannah beat Franchise, he was like, well, he's, I'll beat your ass right now in this dress. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I fuck with him. I'm low-key a Sada Baby fan. Of course you are.
1: It's not bad. In terms of like ratchet music, yep. it, he's not bad. Uh, I got him on the Apple playlist. You know, throw him, throw him into your grooves one day. No thanks. Just get real hype in the crib. on <laughs> while, while your old man shit. Get, get real hype. Uh other things of boxing. Before we get into the preview of In um versus Stephen Fulton to close out the show, just a couple of other things to touch on that happened this week. In boxing, Javante is back home.
2: Uh yeah. It is the picture of him at, coming out of jail looks like a meme? Yo. With the afro. It's like it looks ding. like he got game. Yeah, he looks like yeah. it looks like he's about to go visit Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah. It's like, hey, where's my son? That's where's how he my- look. You <laughs> still hooping?
1: Still hooping. <laughs> He's on his full Denzel swag on that shit. And then he goes straight to the barbershop, it looks like. Boom. Straight to the barbershop. He gets the, the little sideburns lined up yeah. and everything. Chin hair touched up. Hair braided. Cool. Needed all that. Goes home. Nine
2: milli in the closet, holding it, taking a selfie. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> and When I watched that, I was like, what, what are you doing? It's like, I just got home from jail. You want to come rob me? Like, yeah. that's what that shit looks like nine to me. Nine mil. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Vince Staples did an interview, I believe, with Amazon Music. And Vince, they were talking about Vin, people going over Vince's house. Vince was like, nobody knows where I live. He was like, your friends. He's like, no. Why, why should anybody ever come to my house? And he was like, what about Uber Eats? He was like, have you seen them sketchy-ass Uber Eats drivers? Why should I let them know where I live? What if you have a girl come over? He was like, what happens if I don't talk to her anymore? Now she knows where I live. Like, Vince went through this whole thing. I love Vince Staples, by the way. I think it's <laughs> one of the, the best interviews in anything. Cause he's hilarious, but he made it a point. He was like, there's no reason for anybody to know where I live. Right. Because I'm kind of rich. And if you're not like family, he was like, what about a get together? He's like, why would I want all those people in my house looking at my stuff? Right. Meanwhile, Javonte, like, and then if you look at Vince Staples, like Instagram, he never shows like where he doesn't do that. He doesn't no. show where he's at. He doesn't want to be a target. He's talked about it. Javante on the, on the other hand, I'm right here with all this money.
1: Right, I just got home. More.
2: Chill. Yeah. You can find me. Like, what are you doing? There's home invasions happen to uh, the best NBA players. Yep. Right? Like those hands ain't gonna protect you during nah, the Nah man. Invasion. Your hands can't fight a bullet. <laughs> no. <not laughs> shit. You I I I hate like the money phone. Oh, you don't
1: like the money phone? Devin right. is the king of the money phone. I'm Devin so is.
2: sick of the money phone because it's like, who are you talking to? I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh god.
1: If I had a chance to have like 50K, like just in a brick. Maybe I want to do a money phone, but I mean, posing with a brick of cash is for what? Maybe like one when I was younger, like in my oh. 20s, I would 100% done some stupid shit. I I have This is why they didn't give me money in my 20s and what it's was Good.
2: Broke. That's why you're still here. Yes. I have never anybody who knows me. I'm not interested in posting anything about my personal life, especially my money. Like that's just one thing I'm not interested in doing. People already think you Hollywood and big time. That's fine. You can think <laughs> it, but you, I ain't gonna show you it. Yeah. Like I I'm not I'm not I'm not that show I just don't believe in that shit. And as a as a young black fighter and, and like we've just watched like all these rappers get smoked on social media, but like showcasing what they had pop what they smoke, have, fucked up. Like put, what are y'all doing? Put the house in the never learn your lesson? Javante, people don't it's Baltimore. Yeah. It ain't the burbs,
1: they don't like you that much to not rob
2: you, right? like yo, it's Baltimore, you are a target, you are at- tar- they killed Nipsey at home, basically on the streets of the right in front of Crunch like, what do you think will happen to you? I hate it, I hate money phone, I hate it. why? because we know how much money you made in your last fight, yes, apparently, he keeps it
1: all in his closet,, right? you don't like banks <laughs> the whole thing in cash in his closet,
2: like Scrooge McDuck, like look. Because then people look at Floyd. Was like, yo, I just saw Floyd spend seven million in Gucci. Yeah, Floyd made that in like thirty six minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got plenty of that where that came from. Floyd, you guys, Floyd tops the Forbes list, right? So he's a whole nother level of rich that you will never attain. You think he spent $7 mil in Gucci? You don't know what. Yeah, he's nobody about. knows, and I, like Floyd ain't gonna tell. Like he'll talk it, but if you're, I just don't understand. It's like, yo, you got we we just saw how much you made with Ryan Garcia. Now you got to show us what you think. We didn't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, now he showed me. I don't understand. Stop flashing. Went straight your money. into jail. He spent none of that before going to jail. Like, nobody, like, we've never seen LeBron do it. No. Imagine Michael Jordan did, did it. He, he don't have enough hands. Like, like, he don't got a closet big enough. Scrooge McDuck used to dive into the money in DuckTales. Yeah. <laughs> he used to dive and swim in shit. Yeah. That's Michael Jordan, but he would never do that. Also, Scrooge McDuck diving the money, as I got older, I was like, that shit must fucking hurt. Oh. There's no way Stupid, you dive into money like yeah. that. But anyway. Somehow it disperses under him. I mean, and because it's a duck. It's a good visual. Yes. Right? And I was like, ah, oh, is a kid? You can dive like, in cash. In cash, cash, even that though, if you pile it up, it's hard. Anyway. It you gotta separate it. I, I don't know. One of these dumb rich fighters is gonna are, they're going to try it. And I hope they put it on Instagram and fail miserably so I can laugh at them. Just concuss
1: themselves Just yes. fucking head first into a pile I of just, cash.
2: I've always I always laugh at Devin. Even when I see him and his dad and I laugh at him. Like, who the fuck is taking these pictures? Because was always like looking down in his like shoes. I'm like, who's holding the camera, bro? Yeah. Your dad? And he's like, I'm not doing it. I was like, yes, you are. One There's of tons of people. One of y'all is a photographer. There's tons I'm, of
1: friends who would do it.
2: Ah, that's just not me. People are like, yo, take more pictures on social media. I don't like taking pictures. My my wife hates how I take pictures of her. You don't tilt the camera. And I don't, we don't post anything on social media. She's yeah. like, you're a bad photographer. I was like, I know. That's not my job.
1: The more money I've made, the less I've been posting pictures. That's why. It's like a correlation. I'm not trying to show y'all what I got No. I'm too old for that. Childish Gambino has the best line. It's like, rich people don't take pictures. They just see it again. Yeah. And it's just it's very poignant
2: to me. It's just like, oh, I just do that again. Yeah, it's like. Oh, yeah. I'm take a picture of this. Oh, it's gone. I miss it. Now I got to look and see what I once had. No, yeah. I have it every Nobody day. Nobody
1: looks back at those, by the way. Nah, man. No, man. No. No. Last thing before we get into this preview. WBC says that Devin Haney either has to move up and fight Regis Progress. For 140 pound title and vacate his 135 pound title, which would go to Shakur Stevenson in a matchup versus whoever you fight next. Or fight Shakur Stevenson at 135 with all the belts on the line. They say Devin has until the 21st to make his decision.
2: If you are Devin Haney, which way are you leaning? I ain't listening to WBC. First of all, (laughs) fuck the WBC. They'll take the belt. Yeah, whatever. I mean, dude, you're letting Tyson Fury fight Francis Ngannou. I don't want to hear shit you got to say about what I need to do with my titles. Right? Like Tyson Fury can fight him. Leave me alone. But if he had to choose, which is weird, right? Because Vasily Lomachenko should get the rematch. 100%. Right? Why is he not in the roster? Why are we having this conversation about Regis and Shakur when Lomachenko should be the one... If I'm Lomachenko, I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. How did I get skipped by two yeah. people? <laughs> like, I, why is this happening? But if I had to choose, and I'm Devin Haney, and I had to choose, probably fighting Reaches. The reason being is because is more than anything else, it's the weight cut. I would probably go to 140 to fight Reaches. And if you're a businessman, the Shakur fight, it's risky to go and fight Regis, right? It's risky yeah. to go up there and do it. But... With your first fight being at 140, being Regis, very tough. It's risky. But the amount that you can make on a Shakur Stevenson fight now versus three years from now is going to be exponentially different. Like, if you move up and watch Shakur clean up that division, and mm-hmm. then Shakur fights you then, it's a bigger fight. But that means both of you have to win. Yeah. It. I hate marinating fights. They it blows up sometimes. But I think due to the weight cut, I think you should go ahead and fight Regis. And you've been undisputed. You know, once you're undisputed, what doesn't matter? Yeah, it's like there's really There's no cachet in holding all the belts. No, nah, let yeah. let's core
1: fight Lobachenko. Yeah. See how that works out. Josh Taylor was like, yo, I'm undisputed. Can't take it away from me. Yeah. Fuck these
2: belts. Yeah, and I mean, it is what it is. And then and, and then on top of that, it's like who wants to pay these sanctioning bodies three percent? All of them? Fuck that. Yeah. Now you getting 12%? Yeah, that's a lot of goddamn money. Oh, 12%. When it's not going to an agent. When it's not going to somebody actively making me money? Bruh. That's ridiculous. Look, I've had dinner with Mauricio Suleiman, and I've watched him spend money. Oh, yeah. And I've watched him and buy. buy a shot. Boy, when I went in one time, well, me and a few other people had dinner, a WBC dinner, and it was just like, Mauricio saw me because I never go to their dinners. <laughs> I like I just never I don't go to the Boxing Ride Association dinners because you gotta pay for positive ride, you gotta pay for it. Stupid. I was like, I ain't paying for that shit. Saw Mauricio, I can't remember what fight it was. Hey Andreas, you gonna come tonight? And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess so. I decided to stop by. He finds me. It's him, him, Gareth Davies <laughs> are sitting there. You already know where this is going. It's fucking Gareth. And Mauricio's like, all right, shots. And he brings out the big like $500 bottle. And he's like, You're getting three, my friend. And I was like, Really? I just got here. I just got here. I'm just making sure you're not gonna leave. And I was like, Oh my God. So he, like, he spends money like water. And in my head, all I'm thinking is like, Damn, that's somebody's sanctioning fee. Easy. Like he's spending on like 15 minutes on drinks for people who don't give a fuck. You
1: know what 3% of a Tyson Fury fight purse is?
2: I don't. He's I, I, never I, stripping Tyson. He's
1: never stripping Canelo. No. Because 3% of their money to give that belt to who? Right. Someone who's making a mill a fight and get get, 3% of a mill,
2: y'all keep those forever. Yeah. So in summary, if I'm Devin Haney, I'm fighting Regis Progray. I'm probably not fighting Shakur right now. And I know people are going to say he's running from him. Whatever. Yeah. I'd
1: vacate one belt, let him fight for that. If he gets the belt, then we come down, it's
2: still in the speed of fight. Yeah, if I feel like coming back down. Maybe I just stay at 140, you know.
1: Yeah, vacate all the belts.
2: Because, I mean, you want to keep it a buck, you move up to 140, let's say you beat Regis Progray, right? And in the interim... Roland Romero finds a way to fight Ryan Garcia, and Ryan Garcia beats him. You have a unification fight between Devin and Ryan Garcia. Oh, pay for you print some money. Big money. Now you have the profile. Now you have it kind of like you pick of the litter. Do I fight Tank? Do I fight Shakur? Hey, Shakur, now you're getting the, the bad end of the split. T.O. got a belt. Yeah. Well, T.O. can go for the other belt. T.O. a lying ass. That <laughs> okay Man said I retired, and he I was, was like, like, "No, I'm not." They're like, "All right, give us the belt bag." You're like, "Whoa, wait, hey, wait, 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 hold oh. on." That's like calling the bluff with the girls breaking up. Leave then, leave. Wait, 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 wait. Don't wait, leave, wait, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 baby, don't leave. No, wait. that's exactly what To did. But yeah, that's what that's what Devin should do. We'll see.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore.
1: This upcoming week, I mean, this weekend we have George Cambosis. Yeah, whatever. Cool. Cambosis returns. For some reason, it's like Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is it? I yeah, Tulsa. Like, I, don't I don't know. It's on ESPN Plus. If you guys want to uh, support the people who pay me. Outside of that, though, the fight coming up on E, the big fight during the week before we get to next week's uh, shenanigans for the weekend is the monster, Naoa Inouye versus Stephen Fulton. Well,
2: that's a good fucking fight.
1: Stephen Fulton, the best 122-pound fighter in the world. Correct. To me, would have been undisputed if they could have got him that damn fight already. Yep. Versus, in a way, the best fighter
2: under 120 pounds in the world. Yeah, and for most people, the number two pound-for-pound fighter in the world.
1: Correct. He's sandwiched in between Spence and Crawford. For- for most.
2: Uh, undisputed weight champion, looking for his fourth weight class for a world title, fighting Fulton, who was undefeated. Coming off of wins against Daniel Roman and Brandon Figueroa. It's a tremendous fight. 51 other weeks, this might be the best fight of the weekend. Yes. Not this weekend.
1: (laughs) It could be. You were talking about like, yo, what happens if it's boring? I doubt this fight is going to be boring. This could be the fight of the weekend
2: regardless. So this is the challenge. I like Stephen Fulton a lot. We've had him on the podcast. Yes. I like him a lot. I think he's really good. The problem is, I think he's going to get stopped. He gets hit a lot. He gets hit a lot. There's I'm two things. Sure he gets stopped. Oh, I think he gets stopped. Here's the reason. When he fought Brandon Figueroa, which was a majority decision, Brandon was killing him to the body. He buzzed him in, like, the 10th round. He was getting inside on him really – it was easy. And Fulton was, like, fighting him off. Fulton has eight knockouts. He's not yeah. a big puncher. He hasn't had a knockout in, like, four years. You're fighting somebody, like – in a way, who loves going to the body, like lo- he kills people to the body. Yep. And he, there's two things about In way that make him extremely dangerous. He can knock you out with one punch, or he's just bludgeoning you to death, right? If Fulton backs into the ropes for any particular reason, and he tries to punch with In a way, he might get. He's going to get stopped. He's going to get hurt. People talk about the weight jump. It's four pounds. Yeah. Right. In a way, yes. He's small, but some people say, "Well, maybe this is the ceiling." Look, bro. Manny Pacquiao started at flyweight, moved all the way up to welterweight. Wait. As an aside, did you see the video of Floyd?
1: Yes. Talking about the blood testing. That was
2: mad. I love my family. Yeah. I, you see Leonard you see this, next to him, just smiling. You see the size of his head. Floyd does not make bad points, right? No. He no. makes very good it's points. Very legit. Nobody moves up in weight and just starts smoking people the higher they go up in weight. It just no. doesn't happen. Manny defied logic. Man's head and calves yeah. grew to a natural size. It was wild. But his calves are the size of my biceps. They're, they're insane. But in a way, being who he is and what he's accomplished. And this, yes, this will be the toughest test to date. Like Donaire was not the Filipino flash when he fought him. No. Uh, Paul Butler's not great. Uh, Manuel Rodriguez, who cares? Like he's, but he's just dusting people. I think the Fulton fight is going to be fun, but Fulton likes to get into firefights for no particular reason. He just finds himself in fights that he doesn't need to be in. And if he gets in that with, in a way he's getting stopped. So I think he's going to stop him late. And the question that we'll have next week is if Anyway dusts Fulton and Crawford and Spence fight with this close decision, and Usyk hasn't fought Dubois yet, but we all think he's going to beat him, who's the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world? Inouye will be a four-division world champion. He'll be unified as super Bandway. The winner of Spence Crawford is the number one pound-for-pound fighter Not if in it's the not world.
1: convincing. Not if it's not Inouye convincing. Inouye would have to win this fight. He'd be number two. He's going to be number two. Until. Yeah, because this puts him in line with Usyk. Usyk's been undisputed. He's been undisputed. Yeah, well, this is his fourth weight class. Usyk unified in heavyweight. This would be unified in a higher division. This is against a legit, like, top-level competition guy. In his prime, yes. Yes, in his prime, just like Usyk had against Joshua. Right? So this, to me pushes him a little bit above Usyk. So we see Usyk Fury. It's really a race between all of them mm-hmm. to see who can become the first two-division undisputed champion. Because that solidifies you as the number one pound-for-pound in the world. Because now we're seeing a lot of people become undisputed one-division champions. Clarissa's about to go for three. She's in a different fucking stratosphere. But nobody else is two-division undisputed. So in a way... This pro- It's
2: very hard, regardless of how much weight you got in between, to do it in two divisions. It's never been done. So let me ask you this, right? So the first person to be undisputed in two-weight classes is the one pound-for-pound fighter in the world? Yes. Do you know where I'm going with this? Upsetting your ass up right now. It's, it's the number one fighter in the world. If Jamel Charlo beats Canelo Alvarez, he is, is he the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world? You know what's fucking crazy? Yes.
1: Yeah, and it's hor- horrendous, but you beat the guy who beat everyone in that division and you jump two weight classes, you're number one, bro. Yeah. And I eat everything. Do I think that's gonna happen? No. If it does, then that arguably goes down as my worst hot take ever, which is saying something. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> yes, he's number one, two divisions up. He skips 160 to be the other undisputed. You are the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world if he beats Canelo Alvarez. Now, you have four fighters in position to do that, possibly in the next year. The first being next weekend with Terrence Crawford, because he could be 140 undisputed, which he is already, 147 undisputed. If he can't get it done against Spence, now the buck, if, if for some reason way, wins this and stops Fulton, Inouye goes, and he can do it. But you already have Charlo going for it in September. So... It's a race to see, and then you have Usyk and Fury because Usyk already has Cruiser, and he has so four people are in position to do it. All four may break out. They could. And Tio was in his mind has done it,
2: He's but lost. it ain't on paper. You're right. So what? What do you want? It, it, Poor timing. It is. It is interesting. I think we have to see how these fights play out. Because if Inaway goes out there and dusts Stephen Fulton, we gotta have a conversation. Like if he goes out there and just destroys him, immediately you gotta go, well, shit, you're gonna move through four away classes. He'd be a guy in his prime. But it's in the same week. One,
1: we don't vote until Sundays.
2: No. No, no,
1: If he dusts him, yeah. and Terrence Crawford beats Errol Spence in a close decision, and Crawford is a two-division undisputed champion. I don't Way could beat him in the first round. And he's not.
2: Number one over Terrence Crawford. It's it's tricky because while I agree with you, I can see people having the argument. If it's controversial and Terrence wins, I can see people saying that he's number one pound. <laughs> I can see people putting Inouye above him. The I can see comment,
1: my comment section about the hate of black fighters would be so fucking wild. If you try to put Inouye, who's over in Japan, barely fights in the U.S., and his best win is Stephen Fulton over a guy like Terrence Crawford,
2: whose best win is the third pound-for-pound fighter in the world? Bro, I'm telling you. I, prom- I promise you. I Because I agree with you. Yes. I agree. Because I when you have two guys, that, it's like in college football. If number one plays number two and it's really close and number four blows out number 30, who cares? I'll tell you this. People say like ESPN
1: has a bias in our pound-for-pound rankings and blah, blah. It's 22 of us, right? If Spence gets a narrow victory over bud and inaway wins by stoppage and inaway is number 1 and spence is number 2 then there's the ESPN buys cuz inaway still stoppage or not doesn't have a better win on his resume than spence beating bud
2: it's going to happen
1: spence is automatically number 1 inaway has to be number 2
2: if it is a close fight i guarantee you I guarantee you, you look at your own, your crew voting. There's going to be people that have anyway above. If he, if he destroys Stephen Fulton and Spence wins controversial split decision, watch. I agree with you. I think the winner of this fight is the best f- fighter in the world. Yeah. But the immediate argument is Spence wins is he's only fought in one weight class. That's the immediate argument. Yes. Whereas anyways this will be his fourth. I agree. You fight the best fighter in the world. Like Hagler didn't go anywhere. No. Hagler fought in one-way classes. He was like, fuck that. You guys can do that. You guys all that. come to me. Yeah. You Y'all can do You all got to come to me. But we'll see. But I'm picking way by stoppage. I think Fulton just gets hit too much. He just does. If Fulton pulls off the upset, oh boy. Oh, now she gets. Now it gets.
1: Now it gets real interesting. Yeah, because way is, now it's like, way would be in the same spot as Chocolatito was. Number two, number one or two in the world. He was number one. For many people, he's yes. number one. He went up. He got too big for his britches. Got the
2: shit beat out.
1: Got beat out and then came down. It took a while to get his bearings back. Yep. Now he got his bearings back, but it's like, yo, you, that's not 40. So pound for pound is not it. Yep. So now that that's the exact same spot anyway, is it? Are you Chocolatito
2: or are you Manny Pacquiao? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting because, like, it's the same thing with Charlo. Charlo moves up to 68, has a competitive fight with Canelo. How can you keep him off the pound-for-pound pound list if it's close? If he loses a close fight? He, if he loses a close fight, maybe he sneaks in 10. He probably will sneak in the 10. If it's a close
1: fight, like— Yeah, if if your eyes say he wins yeah. and Canelo gets the decision,
2: he probably sneaks in the 10, or, like yeah. 9 or 10. Yeah, it's— Which could happen. Hey, man. Anyway, all I'm thinking about right now is next week and how black it's about to be in Las
1: Vegas. Well, you bring the O E. We'll see everybody here in Vegas. Hopefully, you guys are coming out for fight week. If not, still listen to us. Make sure you guys watch the fight. The fight. Make sure you guys support an amazing fight in boxing. We don't get too many of these because they say fans don't support. Bucket, let's go out there and make sure we support. We appreciate you all. Thank you for listening, as always. Shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios, Wynn Resort, in Las Vegas. For myself, the old man, Andreas Hale, follow us on all social media platforms. Wrestling, later on in the week, that's going to be one hell of a show, too. In the meantime, though, you guys stay safe. We're out. Peace. When you make decisions for your company,
2: you look for the no-brainers.
1: And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.